Don't discount the power of people owning an experience around your business or something that you do, because that's the way that you get to the status of a Google or an Amazon or those that you may aspire to be, right? That's the way it happens. You don't do that. The people around you who take ownership of the experience do that. Hey guys, Ryan here with Our Three Cents, and today we're gonna to be speaking with Liaison ID about their artificial intelligence technologies for businesses. In addition to R.C. Williams and Juliana Orman, the founders, we're gonna be speaking with them about that in addition to their work with the One Million Cups Foundation. Tune in. Hey guys, Ryan here with Nuclear Business Club, and you are listening or watching Our Three Cents, the talk show for dreamers, doers, and entrepreneurs. Unfortunately, Brie Goldstein cannot be with us today. She is out on business, but I am here with my co-host, Scorpio Mosley. Scorpio, welcome. Uh, what you got going on this week, man? Oh, man, it's a pleasure to be here today. Obviously, we, uh, every production is always a, a fun time to learn new nuggets, uh, learn more about uh, various companies. Uh, as far as myself, I continue to uh, push the envelope my eyewear, with my eyewear company, Scorpio Lamont Eyewear. Um, you can always check us out on ScorpioLamont.com. But enough about me. Let's get back to our guests. Yeah, well, uh, welcome RC, welcome uh, Juliana uh, with the uh, Liaison ID Company. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit today about uh, that. So guys, if you would for a moment, uh, just give us a, a little bit about your background, um, you know, how you got started with this Liaison ID, how you guys met, um, you know, the whole the whole experience. We want to kind of know, give us the Cliff Notes version, uh, but don't leave any of the juicy details out. Oh boy, so uh, exciting to be here today, guys. Thank you. And it's an exciting road. Today, talking about what's going on with technology, how you help business, but also what we're doing in community with One Million Cups and being Rotarians. Uh, it's great to be here today to share that with the audience and hopefully we're able to help a ton of entrepreneurs. Awesome, awesome. I, I love that. And Scorp uh, Scorpio, thank you for, for obtaining this interview. Uh, so we appreciate appreciate you pulling those strings. Um, but guys, well, very cool. So so first off, let's get right into, uh, you know, what is Liaison ID? I know you still have some uh, some, some confidentiality agreements in place and some, some stuff that's still uh, in development. But uh, but give the viewers an idea of, of uh, why Liaison ID is uh, such a hot topic right now and why uh, it's getting so much attention in the media. Sure. One of the long-running jokes, guys, is we live in the future, right? Liaison ID, in its essence, is relationship intelligence for business. So one of the, the things that comes up a lot is there's more information than you know what to do with. And making sense of it all in and of itself is a significant leap forward in the space of technology, but business in general. So think about the world we live in now. There's so much data that it's creating its own data. Sounds almost futuristic, yeah, maybe, to, yeah, yeah, Skynet type of thing. Yeah, right? Cyberdyne <laughs> systems. Right, but that's the world we live in today, and businesses have so many other things going on that they still haven't quite tapped into this well of value that's available to them for information that they have, and then to make it make sense with other information that's available. So it's exciting to be, uh, many have told us, on the bleeding edge or the cutting edge of these things, and being able to shape the future uh, of business. Taking that information and how are we using that information, applying that information to helping humanity? How are we changing the way, the dynamics of how business is being run, how nonprofits are working, how the government is working, actually having an impact and a voice in all of that? That's, that's awesome. I mean, that, that's the, that, the information that you can obtain from that is, is, is invaluable. I mean, you know, as a, as a small business owner, especially, I know, and you can probably attest to this, you know, we're not always the best of, of keeping our information all in one, in one uh, platform and then, mm -hmm. and then being able to communicate with each other. And, 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 and so, um, so that's really powerful. Uh, that's really important. Small businesses. 
That's yes. really, really important for me. Um, even, although I'm the CEO of the company, I'm really a chief creative officer more than a CEO. That's why I'm, I'm looking to hire somebody to help with that, ex, you know, the inside of the company. But I needed to be able to look at the data and the information of my company or what's happening around me in ways that were uh, the ways that I could understand it in graphs and charts. It's not in Excel spreadsheets and financials yeah, I, because I'm yeah. dyslexic. I can't even look at a financial. So now we're developing the flat platform to be able to look at the information the way I need to be able to see the information. I want to be able to plug in, if I put money in this portion of my company, how is that going to impact the rest of my company? Wow. So you're basically making, making something that is incredibly complex and, 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 and making it digestible for the average person, which mm -hmm. I mean, today we're all, right. not, I mean, I'm not, I'm no math whiz. I mean, I, I know a few, but I'm by no means one of them. And so I think that could be very useful. I mean, Scorpio, your thoughts? Yeah, I think um, obviously with most entrepreneurs, you're, you're resolving an issue, right? So as I'm thinking about and hearing you guys talk about that, at what point did you realize that, hey, there's a, there's a niche here. There's something that, that needs to be resolved that would benefit me. Tell us a little bit more about that story and how you came to that solution. Boy, so, I mean, a great story. When we met, we were each consulting. And when we got together, we started working on projects. And one of the things that we recognized is we're really good at architecting solutions. So uh, some people would say it's magic, right? We joked about that before the show started. But in a sense, being able to see what the solution to a problem is for a client and then aggregating all the parts you need to solve that problem, we realized we were good at that. The other thing we realized that we were good at is taking all of that disparate information and getting to a conclusion. Um, through that process, we've managed to forecast some pretty important things. Uh, one that's been fun for a lot of people is the legalization of online sports gambling in the US. So we forecasted that the Supreme Court would rule in favor of this. What was even more interesting is we were able to peg five of the six businesses that were going to be winners from that process. Uh, as of today, two of them have actually bought other companies in that mix. So. You know, we, what we said to ourselves when we did that type of thing is, how much more could we do if we could get through 100, 1,000, 10,000 uh, pages of data in a day? What problems could we solve? How could we help move humanity forward? And so at that point, we said, we were really onto something here. Like, we can help way more people than just us. Wow, that's, that's good stuff. Um, I know, obviously, data analytics, um, I know for a lot of companies, a lot of the answers that they're looking for is in the data and in analytics. And you guys are obviously finding those answers at a much faster pace. So is that is that the idea of, of, of what you're, you're you're trying to accomplish with? Yeah, I, I have to shout out Juliana here as the chief visionary. So one of the things that she recognized very early on is that you can be as technical and have as much data as possible. Right. If you don't ask the right questions, it doesn't matter. We're right. literally asking the question, asking the data a hypothesis. You know, you have to create the right question for it to go out and get the information that you need. <clears throat> if you think of a mathematical f formula, you know, 2x squared y cubed z squared plus, you need to know what the x, the y, the z is. You need to know how much of each one of them and how are they, you know, where are the parentheses, where's the plus, where's the division, where's the... Once you have the full formula, then you know what the answer is. People don't know how to find what the x, the y's, and the z's are. Yeah, something else that we found interesting in, in both our individual consulting practices and, and building a business together, uh, and Warren Buffett has said this. I know many entrepreneurs are fans of Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger at Berkshire Hathaway. They've said it, and I think a lot of people miss it. At the core, businesses are human. Mm -hmm. 
Many people look at numbers, but when they do that, they don't always ask the right questions. They don't have the right formula, as Juliana mentioned. When you get to the human of something, you will quickly discover the core or the root of the challenge and also the solution. That is, that's actually, I mean, it's so, it's so basic, but so true. I mean, that is really, uh, really powerful. So, uh, so thanks for sharing that. Sure. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm a huge Warren Buffett fan. Uh, me and him, I think, have the same, uh, share the same affinity for uh, McDonald's. Uh, so, uh, so, uh, so I'm a big, I'm a big fan and I like his, um, you know, I like his down to earth personality. So, um, so that's very cool. Uh, but let me ask you this, because um, I know we've, we've, uh, you know, kind of talked a little bit about this too. What is, uh, what is your connection with the, uh, with the One Million Cups project and how did that, Kind of wow. how did that whole thing start? Because that's a fascinating, uh, you know, group. Uh, I've always mm -hmm. been very intrigued by that. You tell the story of how we found One Million Cups way better than I do. Uh, we actually had a friend. We, we were a unicorn company. So when you're a technology company, you know, you're behind this, you know, closet. You have no idea what's going on. You need to come out into the public. And a friend of mine said, you need One Million Cups. You're going to find your people there. And we went and Rupert Magnot was facilitating and he was like, we're looking for someone to take over. This was March three years ago. And he says, we're looking for someone to facilitate. And I go, you're up. <laughs> and he goes, you're crazy. And I said, no. I said, we have to be out in the public. We need to find the people who are going to help us develop this company. And uh, sure enough, every single week we've never missed. You know, yeah. the reason why we've been able to build this company is because of One Million Cups, because we serve the people out in the audience and they served us. They've grown. We've grown. Well, it's like a constant vetting process. You're meeting all these people and you're like, okay, I, knew, I, I can already exactly. see who I want on my team. Uh, you know, and, that's exactly what's been happening. You know, well, this is the guy I want to help. This is the guy I want to help me. <laughs> yeah. this is the, you know, I mean, that's brilliant. We, um, when we started, August 1st, 2017 was our first week as organizers. And we talked to people a lot about the power of owned experiences. One million cups, not just our chapter, but the others around the country. We'll get to that a bit later. Um, it is truly an owned experience or a people-powered community. We would not be here today mm -hmm. if Scorpio had not presented at One Million Cups and we had not built a relationship with him. So it works, and it works in a special way that we work to get the word out about right. as organizers. Yeah, I would say definitely, uh, and this is obviously for our, our listeners out there, um, getting involved with something like One Million Cups is huge because I know for me, um, I kind of timidly made my way there. Mm -hmm. But once I got there and I, mean, I met you two guys and um, I shared with you my, my thoughts about presenting, I'm like, man, I'm not sure if this is going to be going to work out the way I think or not. And you're like, look, man, you're going to be fine. Um, it, it was really much greater than I expected. Um, the people there were, are, effusive with, with praise and it just kind of gave a lot of feedback. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody kind of by the one stopped and, and gave their, their thoughts about uh, what, what they had just heard. But um, just, I'm still connected with a few people to this day. So it was a really, really great experience. So I, I, I tell everyone that I know about it. And uh, like I said, you guys, it was just a, such a great, great time and, and I really appreciate it. So if I hadn't told you, We'll tell you that now. So. Thank you very Thank much. You. Yeah. Well, we did our org chart a couple of days ago, and I can't tell you how many people were re a result of One Million Cups. All right, all yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting story because One Million Cups is caffeinated by the Kauffman Foundation based in Kansas City. We're actually going uh, to an organizer summit soon. And the logic was that um, every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. across the country, entrepreneurs could present their business or idea in the guppy tank, mm -hmm. 
for six minutes and then get 15 minutes of feedback from an audience to help them to grow. Um, so there are 181 million cups chapters all over the country that do this. And Hewing Marion Kaufman was a super successful entrepreneur in Kansas City. He actually founded the Kansas City Royals. And when you go to Kansas City, you'll notice the name Kaufman on just about everything. Uh, he founded the Kaufman Foundation with the edict of education and entrepreneurship. He believed that anyone in this country should have a fundamental right to pursue their business or idea, and there should be resources for them to do that. And One Million Cups is one of the ways that Kaufman forwards that mission. Wow. That's right. Yeah. That is awesome. So is the general premise um, then, uh, so uh, at, at, at an average meeting, if, I, if I've read correctly into my research, um, an average meeting would hold, have about two presenters uh, for about, you know, about six minutes six each, minutes. and then about 15 to 20 minutes of feedback from, from the audience. Mm -hmm audience, but the other entrepreneurs in attendance? Yes, yes. that's correct. Uh, and it's, it's done in a way, we talk about nurturing, we talk about community. Um, there was some discussion even about the language. It's not a pitch, it's a presentation. Um, it is feedback, right? This isn't necessarily an investor pool. It's a way for you to improve your presentation, to get feedback on your business so that you can take the next steps. Um, we've seen an interesting trend. The state of Florida is very strong with One Million Cups chapters. Lakeland just opened recently, so now we're up to 13 chapters in the state of Florida. What's happened is that entrepreneurs have started to take the tour of Florida. They'll do Orlando, they'll do Daytona Beach, they'll do Tampa, they'll do St. Petersburg, and we've also had some that have explored out. Uh, David Ponraj, who runs a company called Startup Space out of Tampa, has now done, I think, 45 One Million Cups around the country. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's, uh, he started in Tampa, then he came to us, I think we were his second stop. And from there, he's taken off and made it a thing, and he's taken the story along with him. That's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, probably getting a lot of uh, a lot of valuable insight along the way too. Yeah, that's I mean, great. It's, you know, it's like being around. A, uh, these are my people. You know, <laughs> yes. like like, and I, and I don't know a lot of people in in, in the entrepreneurial space. I'm actually um, probably a little bit weird because I always shy away from those groups, and I don't know why because I know it would be beneficial. But um, so I will definitely check this out because I, I need to get more involved, and and I'm just I'm that guy that's like I'm going to do it one day, and I just never go. So so for you people listening out there, um, I'm going to keep you accountable to cups. it. Yeah, and I'll be there. I'll come too. Shoot me an email we'll go together you just um, got to dive in man. we got you on tape i really will i put, I put my money where my mouth is i would i would love to see this this whole thing uh you know especially being that you said it's over at rollins college mm -hmm. correct you guys rollins college Winter i mean that's that, that's a that's a big thing i would love to uh check that out and i'm, I'm local to the community as well so um so very cool you need um, to find the people that you need to run with you yeah. know that's I, and, that's well, really I preach where this they to people are all the time hey if you want to operate at this level be with the people at this level but but i think out of my small small circle of of, of you know people i i don't i don't venture out enough and, and i and i think that's to my own detriment so i think what you guys are doing is, is very awesome well i like to you know go into organizations especially like rotary for example they're like we need more projects i'm like you need more projects i got some projects for you and motivate that you know move that organization to do things. You were talking about owned experience. Like my community, we have about 70 people who come every single week and they own the fact that we're here for free enterprise and to take care of our community, take care of Orlando. They take one minute cups, whoops, um, very seriously what's going on. They go out into the larger community and say, you need to know about one million cups and what we're doing for Orlando in general. We, we had a regular of ours at another meeting. She, she had her one million cups mug at this meeting, right? So she's at a <laughs> so different cute. meeting. And we were wrapping up and she came up to us and she said, who do we have presenting tomorrow? 
And we stopped in our tracks and we actually told the story the next day at One Million Cups. And we said, did you guys catch what, what we said? It wasn't who's presenting tomorrow. Who do we, who do we have we. presenting tomorrow? That's right. The power of an owned experience, what we say with clients or when we're in public, is the difference between Costco and the corner store, right? The corner store is kind of there, right? But if I told you Costco was closing, your response would be what time? But if I told you forever, there would be ultimate protest. Mayhem. <laughs> you would not let that happen because Costco is an owned experience. I always joke, if someone is going to Sam's Club, they'll tell you they're going to Costco. It's ingrained in here. Taking it's an a talent experience. on no matter what it is. There you go. So the power of an owned experience, once you get that part right, and I think for entrepreneurs, when we share that with them at One Million Cups or when we do shows like this, is don't discount the power of people owning an experience around your business or something that you do, because that's the way that you get to the status of a Google or an Amazon or those that you Super may aspire fans. to be, right? That's the way it happens. You don't do that. The people around you who take ownership of the experience do that. That's, that's, that's very true. Without that support system in place, I mean, you're, you'll never get there. It's just, uh, you know, it's, it's just too massive to, to climb that, that hill alone. So, well, very powerful. Um, Scorpio, good? No, I was just thinking, um, so you guys, obviously, Liaison ID is uh, off and running. One Million Cups, you guys are facilitating that as well. What are other some other projects and things that you guys are involved in? I know your resume had a couple other things listed as well. But. Oh boy. Um, so, you know, our, our backgrounds are interesting and diverse. We talk about there's a symbiotic relationship because we're different, but when we sync, uh, we're very much the same. Did you want to You want to talk about, okay, so we were introduced. A friend of ours was like, the two of you need to meet. He's moving from San Francisco. And I'm thinking, there's no way that I want to meet anybody at this point in time, right? We meet and we're like, oh, okay, this is why we needed to meet. Um, but with your background with media, yeah. Technology. Yeah. So uh, born and raised in San Francisco and I grew up around radio and TV stations as a kid. So uh, KGO in San Francisco was legendary for the ability to tell stories. So coming up in a time in the late 70s, early 80s, we had a series of painful events. Uh, there was a Jonestown massacre. Uh, Harvey Milk and George Moscone were assassinated. Like these things happened in a rapid succession. And San Francisco was a very progressive place. There was a lot of great music, incredible talent coming out of there. Growing up around the best news anchors, really in the country at that time, but having them in the same room and watching them guide a community through an experience and allowing them to express themselves was something that stuck with me. And I think I kind of knew, even as a kid, that I was going to go in that direction uh, of communicating with people. So, uh, you know, after school, I got into the broadcast business and having all of that with me, I always worked to be able to tell a story. So uh, on 9-11, I was in Clarksville, Tennessee, which is where Fort Campbell is. So it's right on the border. And I remember that day leaving my house. I had about a 15 minute drive to work. I was going down the main road. And from the time that I shut off my TV, and I went downstairs to my car, the first plane hit. 
And I got in the car and I was scanning radio, right? Because we're outside of Nashville, so I'm scanning everything. And I'm thinking, this is a really sick joke. Whoever's doing this is a really bad prank. But as I'm driving down the road, I start to see barbed wire come out because Fort Campbell runs forever. Uh, and I start to see soldiers. I was one of the last people to turn the corner on State Line Road to get to the station. I didn't go home for three days. We were really the last conduit. Families were calling from all over the country because they couldn't get information on their relatives who were stationed at Fort Campbell. I had military wives getting orders. Their, their husbands were getting orders. They didn't know where they were going. They were just deploying them within hours of the incident. So, you know, here I am having grown up in a place where I watched incredible communicators allow a community to heal, and here I am in that position. And, and so those things stick with you. And I got into technology in the late 90s, and I ran this parallel with media, but I, I think one of the things that I took away in my experience is that the ability to allow people to express themselves or to be able to communicate in a way where people feel empowered to do that is critical. So as an entrepreneur, you, you hear this a lot, and it's kind of cliche, you know, tell a good story. But it's true. And when you tell it from the heart, it's critical. You know, I've got one, Juliana, she's, she's got incredible stories, and you guys do too. But, you know, telling that story uh, is everything. And your background uh, is what makes you. And that story is important, and it's important to your success. So then when we met, <clears throat> my background being business and forensic psychology, um, he started building algorithms and technology based on the psychology aspect of it while I started growing an entire business around what he was doing and voila, here we have liaison ID. Like if it wasn't for his background, what he's done and my background, what I've done and the melding of the two, we would never have been able to form the technologies and the things that we're doing right now. Yeah, it's amazing. Two different coasts, you know, Juliana's from Brooklyn. Uh, and it's funny because San Francisco is a very East Coast city. And we were joking. I had to go on business to New York one time. And I said, I'm standing down, I'm standing in Manhattan, and I actually know directions because the cities are laid out the same way. So we always have these great jokes about where we come from and our backgrounds. And you would go to meetings and be like, my wife is back in Florida, very upset that I'm in New York and she's not here with me. <laughs> I tell people, you are not permitted to say anything if we get on the phone about how nice this is. Because I'm, I'm already, I already got one foot in the grave. Don't make it any worse. When I... <laughs> Awesome. Do you guys find it hard to, because um, I know we talked about, uh, a few episodes back with, uh, with another couple that, that worked together in the, uh, in the YouTube space, um, do you guys find it uh, challenging to work together, play together, be together on all fronts? Or do you, I mean, you guys seem like you have some great chemistry. So really? are, you one of those, are you one of those rare anomalies? If you are, make us sick and tell us. I mean, we're... Uh, it, it, it took us a minute to figure out, you know, when we were wearing the, because I wear the CEO hat, you know, you know, when is the CEO hat and when is the wife hat? Um, and have that balance of, you know, today is us day and, you know, tomorrow will be work day. Um, and just because I kicked your fanny today at work doesn't mean that I don't love you at home. And that wasn't the wife that was talking, you know, we have to, you know, have that balance. It took a while for that to happen. Yeah, I, I would say that anyone who puts on airs that it doesn't take work it takes is exa work. doing exactly right. that. It, it takes a ton of work. The business grows because you grow. Yeah. Period. Yeah, and we're different yeah. people than we were five years ago. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we're talking about you know, technology needing the female voice. You know, people are scared about this thing called technology. It's been weaponized against us. What is it going to do? How are they going to use it? What, how are we going to apply this thing called technology? And I think we need a female talking about how we're going to start helping humanity, you know, and being fair with this thing called technology. 
So, you know, getting on the stage and start doing that mm -hmm. and leading the voice in that. I think that's actually, I think that's, that's very powerful. I think it's, 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 uh, you know, just like today, like we didn't have, we didn't have Brie here today, who's our other, other co-host. And, uh, so I was, I was already a little panicked, like, oh, we don't have the female perspective. Like, you know, we're going to be off balance or, you know, cause we're two guys. So if one of us are gone. It's, <laughs> Hey, just one of the guys are gone, you know? So, right. so I do think the, I do think the female perspective is, is so unique and, uh, and so powerful, um, you know, because it's completely different as much as I like to think I'm the smartest guy in the room. Um, I know that's not the case, you know, uh, uh, nine times out of 10. And, uh, so it's nice to have some, some, the voice of reason, so to speak, or a rationale. Well, with my education, it's in integrative studies. So for me, it's always about getting the right people at the table, discussing the topic, right? And then all of us looking at it and coming to an understanding about that topic, you know, having a right perspective about that topic. Because I'm not right, you're not right, but somebody has to facilitate coming together and looking at it the way that it needs to be looked at. They say 100% of the time, if you're an expert in your field, you can't make long-term predictions because you don't see everything else that you need to be able to see. Yeah. Yeah, we've uh, we've bucked some conventional wisdom. <laughs> a and, lot of conventional and, wisdom. Yeah, some uh, some experts in their field have uh, we we've shared a good chuckle together, as I could say, probably as nicely as I can say it. Really excited <laughs> about how we're using this technology. Yeah, it, uh, you guys seem incredibly passionate <laughs> about it. Um, let me ask you one more question. Unless Corby, I didn't mean to cut you off. Did you? Um, I, I wanted to ask you uh, real quick. So, uh, as far as the technology goes, I mean, um, you know, is this is this something that, that you know? I mean, how long was the? Are you still in development? I mean, how long did this take you to to uh, you know get a grasp on it and then to to perfect it, or or are you still perfecting it? So, I mean, I, I guess I'll, I'll answer as honestly as I can. This has been a process, I think, our whole lives, really, and 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 it's accelerated. But you're always iterating and improving things in the technology space. Uh, anyone that tells you, oh, this is perfect and we're out the door is done. I think Reid Hoffman from LinkedIn said, if you are not embarrassed by your first version, you're moving too slow. And Mark Zuckerberg said the same thing yeah. and they don't know who to give credit to. But in essence, it's true, right? You, you have to constantly be iterating. You have to Changing, be talking to people. You have growing. to be watching and understanding what the need is. Uh, I think uh, Les Brown said that uh, people think that opportunity is going to come up and smack them on the back. No, it's going to hide in plain sight waiting <laughs> for you to recognize it. Right. You know, it's not yeah. just going to tell you, hey, I'm here, I'm yeah. opportunity. And right. believe it or yeah. not, building some of the technologies was the easy part. It's the, how do you translate that into a product? How do you use that product? Then how do you go sell that product? Very you, true. Yeah, we're having conversations about, you know, uh, all of the, the, the licensing and the technology and whatnot and you know, how important that is versus the company that applies that technology, it's the application. It's really hard to figure out what does that mean and how do you speak about that so for the people to adopt what it is that you're doing. This is a new field. Which model do you use and how do you, how do you monetize and, and, right. and, right. and, and market? And Right. It's, it's an interesting journey. You know, as business mentors, we do a lot, obviously, in the startup community. Having these conversations with investors, for some of them, we've opened their eyes to this, right? You guys had Kathy Chu on a couple of episodes ago. She's, she's excellent, incredibly, oh, she was awesome. incredibly yeah. talented. And, and very, like, funny down yeah, she's funny. Like, yeah. super cool. um, she, she is one of the people that gets it. And, and when you have conversations with investors, sometimes you open their eyes. And one of the things that we've said to people in general is what Juliana just mentioned, it bears repeating. Whatever your business is, Think about, there are probably 10 other people that could do it. Your ability to practically apply that and make it work for someone else is the magic. That's the key. Right? That's, That's the, the thing. And, and if you can't do that, then you will be amongst those 10 and you'll compete and you'll have some level of success. But, you know, people say, well, look, 
How do I become the next Amazon? How do I become the next this? How do I become the next that? And I say, go back and analyze the human. What Jeff Bezos simply said, he, he wrote his business plan on a napkin, right? Everybody knows that story. What they don't remember is that he is obsessed with the customer experience. So he is, even today, with a net worth of $150 billion, he's still scared to death that somebody's going to eat his lunch. So he's constantly iterating and trying to figure out how to practically apply all the incredible technology Amazon has. Because at the end of the day, you can have the best gadget in the world. But if you can't button up your shirt with it, doesn't matter. Right? So literally, we've staved off going full face public in what we're doing. Like, we're not doing a hard launch to the first of the year. Because I want to make sure the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted and we have all of our ducks in a row before we make that first hello to the world. Yeah. You, you mentioned doing an organizational chart earlier. So are you guys employing folks or is it more partners that you're working with? As, as far both. As the, yeah, both. both, right. And we're in the middle of raising and scaling and like, right. oh my God, and everything's starting to take off and things are happening. You talk about Amazon and some of these other companies and the vision that he has, we have to be able to scale that. So mm -hmm. that's what we're for you guys, what does that look like as you're trying to scale liaison ID? How, how's that work for you guys? Scary. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is. It is. You know, and we, and we chose a market segment without giving away too much of the business plan at this right. point. We chose a market segment that's underserved. And our belief is that with practical application, we can own that space. So scaling it is incredibly scary because you're going out and you're having conversations about things that are in existence to some degree, but are going to radically change. Mm -hmm. So there's that part. But then there's the part where you're talking to a potential customer about that. And it's this brave new world where they know it's there but they don't want to hear the words, and then you're the one that comes in and says it. <laughs> They're not necessarily the, necessarily the early adopter. You are, and you have to educate them on, on why you can help them. Right. right. And it's, we even had that conversation with someone yesterday where we opened their eyes to some things that they hadn't thought about. And they're like, you know what? I would have never known from a technology perspective that that made sense. But since you helped me to understand how I could practically apply it, I get it. That's awesome. And then yeah. being responsible for other people and other people's monies. Yeah. And <laughs> it's all fun and games while you're spending your own money. Right. But as soon as you take someone else's, it's a completely different story. Because we've bootstrapped until this point. Yeah. You know, this is the so first guys, time. Are you guys working with some VCs? Or, or, or is there anything you can discuss? Or, or not really? I mean, are you... Uh, can't get into too much detail. Let's just say investors in general. Okay. Yeah. Okay, very cool. Um, and, and being non-traditional for us, like, there aren't too many in the central Florida area that do this, they're in this type of space. Um, we've also been non-traditional with who we've talked to about investment and the folks that we want to join us because that's just kind of our thing. Sometimes it's sometimes the, the it's more important on more important where the money comes from. I think than um, you know it's important you get it, but I think sometimes there is some value to where you're getting it. Absolutely, um, especially when it comes to uh, ownership, partnerships, uh, and everything of that you know on that thread. So, uh, so I want to know what you're bringing to the table. Like we've built yeah. this company and so well, <laughs> right? So well to this point, making the right decisions. You know, being able to maneuver the way that we need to. So if I'm bringing somebody else to the table that wants to take some sort of, you know, have some say in what I'm doing. I want to make sure that that person is well. -bedded. I think it goes back to the point that the business has a personality. It, it is yeah. who it is. You know, you want to connect that with like-minded people. Yes. Know, so that money, based on where it's coming from, it has to be a like-minded individual or group. So. Makes perfect sense. Well, we've done a wonderful job aggregating the right people. You know, we're looking at about 25 people right now that on, on are that that are either you know advising us or subcontractors of ours or technology or whatever it may be. 
Um, so just pulling the right resources together to say, we all have a dream. You know, how do we now facilitate this dream together? You know, it's, it's like tremendously interesting that you guys obviously have shared here today is the fact that when I, when I met you guys at One Million Cups and I saw that, you know, you had your other businesses, I was thinking more of the fact that you're giving back, but you're giving, you're receiving as much as you're giving um, in your involvement with One Million Cups. And that's, that's, that's pretty, I don't know, it just moves me a lot to know that because when I saw you guys and, and, and looking at your background, I'm like, okay, they got it, they made it. But you're actually receiving it as much as you're giving, and that's that's pretty that's pretty uh, interesting to, to to see that. I always I always tell people that it's greater to be a blessing than it is to be blessed because if you're a blessing, it's because you're you overflowing. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> but that's why you know that's why the Bible says you know give even when you don't have. Just keep giving. The name of our parent company is the Give Company. So it's all, it's all about, you know, we had nothing. When, when we first started, you know, two years ago with One Million Cups, we just had our ability to come every single Wednesday and make sure that the coffee was there, you know, right. and just facilitate. <laughs> and, you know, two years later, this is what we've, you know, what we've been able to garnish and, you know, how we've been able to impact other people and how they've been able to impact us. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the people-powered community, yeah. right? If, yeah. if you do that and you set the stage for it, people will respond. And they'll do things that you're, you aren't aware of until way after the fact. And someone indirectly will mention it to you. Um, we had a lady that came a while back, and she was new. And we said, so how'd you hear about it? She's like, I was at the Home and Garden Show. And someone told me to come. And we're like, wow, we've made it to the Home and Garden Show. <laughs> It's pretty serious business. Time, yeah. Yeah. But that, that reach, you know, is, is so important. We always tell people when you come, you never know who you're going to meet. Um, your future partner could, could come to One Million Cups. You just never know. I, I literally say, you know, we're doing a huge raise, you know, millions. We've bootstrapped, okay? The financial people are looking at us going, how did you do that? Well, wouldn't you like to know? That's part of our secret sauce. I'll let you know as soon as all of that is taken care of, right? But that it really is the power of woman cups and what we were able to garnish from it. I, we could never have done what we've done if it wasn't for what we've done with One Million Cups. Yeah, and, and I think some of the aggregate journey in the Orlando community, some of the things that have happened in our One Million Cups experience in 2017, uh, Startup Weekend came back to Orlando. This is uh, the 54 hours build a business in a weekend. And in 2017, we were fortunate. The winner for the Orlando Startup Weekend, Taj Adhav, uh, is the CEO of Least Cake. Taj was not going to even go to Startup Weekend. He was looking for a place to volunteer in the community, had heard about One Million Cups. He came, we were talking, because his former company, Channel Intelligence, had an exit to Google. And so he was around, he's like, I just want to help people. Super nice guy, right? And we said, I called him the next day and I said, hey, we've got an extra ticket for Startup Weekend. You'd be a great mentor, why don't you come? And he says, yeah, I, I'm thinking about coming. Yeah, he's like, I, I don't think I'm gonna present. I have an idea, but I don't think I'm gonna do it. And at the last minute, he decided to pitch the idea. He won. Then wow. he became the Startup Weekend Global Champion. Do you and remember the idea, what the idea was, roughly the premise? Yeah, so Lease Cake provides uh, leasing software and technology. If you have roommates and you want to handle it that way, all the way up to if you've got probably oh, up to 50 units. Company. Yeah, mm -hmm. a leasing company that's got you know, upwards of 50 units. So uh, they've, raised, uh, they've raised a little bit over a million dollars. In, in funding through this process, so. And on that weekend, we actually met our technology partner who's built a lot of our tech. Yeah. And who happens to be a student, so. Yeah, it, it's amazing what happens. He was there to present with his folks and a uh, super talented young man and was 
there and Juliana's like, oh my God, we have to know each other, we have to talk. He's with Florida Polytechnic University and he, you know, looked at us and said, you know, I'm tired of Google and everybody else stealing my ideas, so I need partners to be able to work with and he's one of the reasons why the company is what it is. You know, it's again, serving the community. We came in as mentors and in the next year... So this past year at Startup (laughs) Weekend, uh, Juliana was asked to be a judge. And I was a mentor, and one of the startups that had come through, a lot of the other mentors didn't think they were going to make it. I spent some time with them. We worked it out. They ended up winning. And it, the decision was unanimous amongst the judges right away that they were the winner. Uh, it didn't take very long. Oh, so you took on the group that was struggling? Mm-hmm. Right. And, 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 and nobody expected them to win. <laughs> so here's Disney <laughs> triumphed over all victory. Here's the crazy part. They also became the Global Startup Weekend Champion. Really? Oh, wow. So that's two out of Orlando. Back to back. Back to back, two years we got the global change. From, wow. from your specific uh, group. Chapter. Yep. Startup yep. weekend, wow. yeah. From uh, both, yep. Dennis, Dennis Poppy from uh, uh, downtown from uh, Catalyst Spaces uh, was hosting Startup Weekend and bringing that group together of mentors and everything. We produced back to back world champions. Yep. Um, that was exciting. Yeah, it, yeah, it speaks good. volumes about the talent here yep. uh, and what happens if you show up. And we met Tosh through One Million Cups. Yeah, we met Tosh through One Million Cups. Mm-hmm. And, and we need to go hang out with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to go. I need to get back here. <laughs> I'm sick of 100 hour work weeks. Where's my team? Guys, listen, I, 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 we say this all the time, but just showing up is a big part of it. It's just like waking up every day and being grateful for the fact that you're alive. Right. So every morning we do three things. We ask, you know, who's new? So who's, you know, connecting? Oh, wait, what is it? So who's coming? Uh, um, who's connecting? Yeah, so uh, who's, who's connected, right? right? Who's, who's connected from here? Um, who's collaborated? That's it. That's what I was looking for, right. collaborated. So and I, I literally asked them, you know, who met today? What business was done? How did your business get furthered because of the conversation that you now had? That's really important. And then the, the third word is community. Who did you go talk to? What other organizations were you involved in? Did you talk about One Million Cups? How can we help those other organizations? Wow, that's and awesome. Every single Wednesday morning. Yeah, guys, I, I think that one of the takeaways for entrepreneurs watching the show today, no matter whether you're watching it uh, a week or a month or a year after, is show up mm-hmm. and, and get involved. Like, start asking how you can help. Sure. You don't have to. You don't have to be an expert at anything. Everybody has something special. Show up and serve. How can I help? What can I do? Uh, what do you need? And you'd be amazed at what happens for you. That's cool. That is cool. I like it because it's almost like, you know, I, I, I and I'm guilty of this. I live on my phone and, and I just, because I, not because I'd like to, if I didn't have, if I didn't do entrepreneur stuff, I'd throw it in the ocean and just, you know, go fishing. But, <laughs> um, but, but I have to, and I become addicted to all the technology. So I love what, what you guys do with that because, you know, um, obviously with liaison ID, the technology piece is, is all tech and very, and very great. But I love the 1 million cups aspect that you guys do because it's, it's really people meeting face to face and almost in what has become an old fashioned. Uh, way, um, but to do great things uh, and probably a lot involving tech. So, so really cool, um, and, and I really like that. It's almost like speed dating with other entrepreneurs about business. You know, so uh, so really cool. I, I think that's a really fantastic. We call it people powered community. That's awesome. Yeah, and the yeah, right people, people too. The right people right. Be, because I, I I forget the value of other entrepreneurs sometimes. And, and you and need your tribe. You need a tribe. I do because I'm sick of. I, like I said, I know there's people smarter than me, and I just need to find them and and. and re- Yes, a lot of complimentary personalities that you don't think of. Exactly.
Hopefully you guys will see a, a boost in attendance after this conversation. Uh, hopefully our subscribers will, will take a look at that and, uh, and make their way over to One Million Cups and maybe awesome. give a little bit more. Yeah, by the way, Scorpio, no matter where they're, where they're at, they can watch mm -hmm. on our Facebook channel. So we, uh, we're on the cutting edge of things. We actually are now back in 360 video. Thanks to? Thanks to uh, Don Kirkendall with Kirkendall Insurance, who's been a huge supporter of One Million Cups in Orlando. Uh, he sponsored us with a great 360 camera, so now we're able to give the experience. If you're watching at home on Facebook, you can move around right. to see what's going oh, wow. on in the room. So you want to see Scorpio, you see Scorpio. If you want to look over there, you can. And Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Wow. wow. Or if you want to visit your local chapter, go visit that local chapter. Please. Yes. Yeah, wherever you're at. There, mm -hmm. Pretty much every city you're going to be in, there's going to be a One Million Cups close, so go. And it's every when is it every Wednesday? Every at Wednesday morning, 9 a.m. Be there before 9 a.m. Okay. You're gonna want to meet up, people. Right? Show, show up. People show no. up at 8:15, 8:30. Yeah. Yeah. They're mingling. They're Coffee's doing always consistently free. That's that's a thing. <laughs> right. is there, uh, what's the what's the standard dress? Business casual? Yeah, or, whatever. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let me check that out. That's that's pretty cool. Maybe maybe me and this guy will will hey. uh, tag team it and, and maybe get uh, maybe get uh, Bree to come with us. Maybe do a little Facebook uh, live shout out or something. Oh, like you know yeah. what you can do? You set up outside and you can do a little after interview if you want yeah, to, or whatever. You can promote we, yourself. Yeah, cup and a half. Scorpio's due for an update anyway. He needs to come back. So, <laughs> no, I, I definitely do because, like I said, a lot of great contacts were were made there and. Um, yeah, just the takeaway. I, I'm I'm still impressed from from the first visit. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you, guys. You, yeah. We really appreciate everything. Absolutely. Well, guys, that's awesome. We look forward to uh, honestly, we look forward to seeing more with the liaison ID and as that develops. Um, so I'll uh, I'll definitely be keeping an eye on that, uh, especially if you guys, uh, if and when you uh, take it public, uh, be interested in seeing that. Um, ah, yes. So uh, look, be interested to see those numbers. And um, but yeah, very very excited. So um, RC Juliana, thank you guys uh, for really for being here. I know your time is obviously very valuable. So um, it's very very nice to see that you guys work so well together. Um, that you have the technology piece down for this project because um, you know that's one thing that I, I struggle. with. With. I know a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with the tech side of things, um, so so I'm I'm impressed. I'm a big I'm a huge fan. I'm a fan of the charitable work you do uh, with the Rotary Club as well as the um, the One Million Cups. Because at heart, I'm a true entrepreneur. I know this guy is too. And at the end of the day, whether whether I succeed or fail on anything, you know, I just love the game. And I think you guys uh, share that same sentiment from from what I heard. Oh and, yeah. And, yes. And I think oh, uh, yeah. as Jeremy would have said in in, uh, in our last episode, uh, episode seven, I think you guys really have a clear cut um, grasp on vision casting um, to to uh, um, you obtain all of your your goals and, and, and dreams. So so very 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 great uh, interview. Thank you guys so much for being here, Scorpio. Uh, anything else uh, do you want to? No, just thank you got these guys. Hadn't seen them in a while. Great to see them. Good see to them see again. you too, brother. Yes. Um, just knowing a little bit more about their story. Uh, definitely enlightening. And so I appreciate you guys coming. Thanks for joining. Give thank the viewers, you. if you would, give it real quickly. And you guys can. You guys are pretty good at feeding off each other. Give the viewers one piece of advice. Okay, what can they do? right now uh, to make things happen. They're, they're, they've been sitting on an idea, they've been working on it. I mean, I know, I know the standards just, just do it, you know, the, the, Nike, the Nike motto, but, but, but what is, is there something that you can say like, that would be a, a, a critical piece of advice? And I hate to put you on the spot like no, that, but um, just something that would, that would really like maybe light a fire in them or drive them or, or hey, you know, this is what you need to do. I got mine. Okay. Be committed to your commitment. Okay. Make a commitment to your commitment. You're, you yourself. Be committed to being the best you. And if you can't be committed to that, no one else is going to be. Don't discount the power of your story. Ooh. You can move mountains, even if you think you can't. We all have one. And your ability to share it with other people and for them to take ownership of it moves mountains. I need to hear that. <laughs>
<laughs> nice. Yeah. Wow. I think that's a I think that's a great a great finishing thought, honestly. Yes, well, guys, yeah. um, again, um, Juliana, RC, you guys are awesome. Um, Thank you. Thank you, Scorpio, for being here as well. Bree, we missed you, but we will see you back uh, for episode nine. Um, so guys, please tune in. Uh, other than that, thank you so much, guys, for watching Our Three Cents. Again, the talk show podcast for dreamers, doers, and entrepreneurs. Please tune in next week uh, for episode nine. We're not going to disclose the guest just yet. Uh, we want to leave a little cliffhanger there, but please tune in. It's going to be very exciting. Thank you guys so much. See you next time. <laughs>